Who got the Who got the heavy hitting alias? Who want to go last? Cause I don't. I, I, I ain't got it. I don't got no. I don't got no heavy hitters though. But like, I got. A, I got a couple. Oh, but I got a couple too. By the way, Remy, my cousin called me on a Saturday because we in the same uh, fantasy football league. He called <laughs> me up and was like, "Yo, your boy is one of the best that I've ever heard." Cause he his favorite joint is. I'll push your wig back with these gifted hands. That's the joint that he keeps repeating over and over. Yeah. So we all got to step our game up to catch up to Remy, basically. Okay. Not this week, but I got it next week, man. Okay. I, I put some shit on my ass this week. All right. Yeah. Welcome back to another week of DEFCON Jive. This is your boy, Cannon. A.K.A. Christopher Moonwalking, mm. B.K.A. John Scalper Snitch. If you talk, you'll really be in the line of fire. Ooh. E.K.A. Like that. Bootface. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh. Bootface. <clears throat> bringing that. Bringing back that bootface. Need it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what's up, folks? It's your boy Quams, A.K.A. Free BBQ Elliot. You know what I'm saying? Stiff armor, you're wearing mine on the way to the ribs. Uh, <laughs> BKA, you know what I'm saying? DJ Pampers, Huggies Love. You know what I'm saying? I've been checking for the ones and twos. <laughs> yes, Ooh. yes. Yeah. Scrap. All right, listen, it's your boy. Yeah. It's your man, Boom Dynamite, a.k.a. Ezekiel Elliott Ness. Yeah, I went to the weed shop, but Jerry told me all them drugs was untouchable. <laughs> A.K.A. Bryce Harper Lee. You can destroy the Blue Jays, the Cardinals, and the Orioles, but you can't defeat the Orioles. I mean, you can't defeat the Mockingbirds. That's a sin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's, your, it's your man, Joey Lawrence Bosa. My dumbass fucked up the money. I should fire my agent and just listen to my friends. <laughs> Son, what? It's your man. It's your man, Little Uzi Vertigo. All them old beats, them old niggas got my head spinning. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. AKA Odell Beckham Jr. Pause. That's it. Mm. That's for all in New York right there, that pause. Yo, it's your boy Remy, AKA Spliff Star Huxtable. Floating the Coogees. BKA Bob Griffin. Bagging that white lady since 2012. Mm. Ooh, CKA. Boko Harambe. I don't know. I don't got anything to go with that. No, no, no. no. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no. (laughs) No, no. no. DKA Hope Solo's Box. There is no God. (laughs) EKA Leslie Jones Nudes. There is no God. Yeah. As always, the only Trump we acknowledge is Tiana, dog. We out here. I don't you, Boko Harambe strong arming these these young bitches. No, son, listen. We Come might need to, on. Yo, we might need to drop that disclaimer right there. Like, hold on. That was a marker for you, Cannon. Uh, we, we might need to drop a we might need to drop a disclaimer right there before the podcast even started, you know what I'm saying? And you might need to drop one of those. Yo, Boko Harambe, no. the gorilla pimp. Yeah, I just I just wanted to say, you know, with that Leslie Jones joint, man, 
And it's just a joke, you know. Saying like they like the internet kind of went real hard on, on old girl Doug, and like like that's the last Leslie Jones joke you ever go hear from from Remy Doug. I doubt it, but okay, <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not throw things into the internet that we don't mean? <laughs> I don't even know how to skirt off of that when it's yeah. in topics. <laughs> we we might just need to uh, just go all the way to the end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just just exit out of this joint. <laughs> <laughs> with, with like the, no, like, with, like no podcast. That's it. No. We just we out for another week at Tough Guy Job. We out. Like, no. like, I think I think we've done more damage in this opening <laughs> minute and a half than we could possibly hope to accomplish in the next six. Like, that Boko Harambe thing is funny as shit. <laughs> but it's so bad, son. Like some somewhere, you know, what I'm saying my pops just like shivered a bit and was like, "Hold on." <laughs> He felt, a, he felt a cool breeze. <laughs> like, whoa. He had to watch for the hook. Oh, man. We apologize wholeheartedly to all of our African brothers and sisters who are listening or not. Will be right. maybe in the past. Look, to all the, to all the future listenings three seasons from now, when you come back and you visit this, understand we were in a fragile mental state at this point. We were going through some things. This is not who we are. We have grown since then. Uh, we anticipate. Yes, you listened to this in 2017. 2016 was a really tough year. You know, you lived through it. Um, this is just a reflection of the times. That's all. Dear, you know, like, dear, dear, dear Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you were to ever to stumble upon these recordings, please don't let it change the visions. And the views that you have of your father. I'm still the man it is that you love. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. No like, you do man. realize, like, when I run when I run for president, though, like, all this shit is going to be drugged back up, though. So. Oh, yeah. All all of us. All of us will be vetted wholeheartedly in 2020. But, uh, but y'all, y'all all got cabinet positions, dog. That's what's up. Don't even sweat it, dog. That's what's going to fuck up all our cabinet positions, dog. <laughs> Every race is is riddled with controversy. You now, like every joint has Remy's Remy's platform. His campaign is just going to be nothing but memes. <laughs> nothing but memes. And Boko Harambe jokes. That's it. Just Fist listen. raised with solidarity. <laughs> uh, All right. All right. Let's speak. Speaking, speaking of fist raised. Oh uh, shit! Here we go. What's Hope, up? Big, Hope Solo's box. Yeah, that shit is terrible, dog. I mean, like, I mean. That shit is scary though. Like, like y'all, y'all used to, y'all used to like get on me. You know, what I'm saying for talk about how you know that pine box is a trap, dog. Like you saw it firsthand, dog. You, you could tell that she's a goalkeeper. It looks like she's been stopping balls all her life. <laughs> she takes she takes her work home with her. Apparently. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Kwame. Um... Please. Her, her box needs a six month suspension. Not not her. Her box needs to Just be box, out of commission yeah. for the next six months. <laughs> so hiatus. Kwame, should we just let them go? Just let it. Uh... Um. Listen, uh, <laughs> audience members, <laughs> the views and opinions expressed <laughs> over the next couple of minutes by my uh, compadres in arms. Uh, do not necessarily reflect those of the entire Defcon Jive podcast. Um, with that, I'm going to step aside for a bit and drink this beer. <laughs> Hope Solo's box is on Defcon Five. Like real life, like. 
I don't know what went wrong. I don't know what <laughs> what armed services we have to uh, contact, but something's gone terribly wrong. Doug, I, I opened up my phone to that joint, Doug, and I seen the seventh circle, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> the seal has been broken, Doug. Like, yo. Bitches play with pentagrams in their vagina. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Close That's what Nas was talking dog. about. That's who Nas was talking about. He's talking about Hope Solo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, put, I put that in the chat, dog. It's like, yo, the Nazis should have never opened up the ark, dog. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks like they can go two by two in that jump. <laughs> okay. Uh all right, All right. Yeah, we want to get into some topics now. I said America the beautiful, land of free, home of brave. Everyone is born and raised to think like a dead man. When you alive, you the lowest on the totem pole. As soon as you died, and here goes this. Oh, now he heroic. Oh, now he the coldest. Uh, Colin Kaepernick this week caused some controversy um, when he decided to not stand for the national anthem. I'm a hundred percent sure that if our national anthem was all gold, everything he definitely would have stood and put his hand over his heart. Just a rap music, but um. He did not stand, and it caused an outrage through white America. Black America collectively rolled our eyes and said, yeah, whatever, we don't care. Uh, How do you guys feel about this? And also, let me just make a note of it. Colin Kaepernick spoke today, Sunday, August 28th. He said, I've actually been sitting every game in the preseason. It just got noticed, the last one. Yeah. So um, how do you guys feel about this one? Can I can I can I just speak on this for a minute? Because I feel like 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 I didn't I didn't know he I didn't know he spoke today. But even like even just the preseason dog like it's kind of like aren't you kind of late to the party for this shit? <laughs> like like shouldn't you been like shouldn't you been on Twitter like 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 months ago? Apparently he was. Dude, I don't follow Colin was. Kaepernick, but yeah, he, apparently his he, Twitter feed is live. He has been, and I think that the comments that he released today, which was super dope, uh, wherein he said that. Um, it's great. It's like, you know, um, the police are government officials. They're, you know, selected by, you know, government officials. And it's ridiculous that a police officer can, can become a police officer in six months when a lawyer has to take eight years um, to become, you know, a, a government official, a government uh, worker. Uh, he went on to say it's ridiculous that it takes you more time to become a licensed cosmetologist than yeah. it does to be a police officer. <laughs> So in in it takes you less time to hold a gun than it takes you to hold a curling iron. Yeah, straight straight poignant dope joints. Um, my my issue with the Kaepernick piece is one. There's a lot going on with Cap. You know he's coming back from injury. Um, he just played in his first preseason game. Um, the he's still not even slated as the starter on the team. I think they got Blaine Gabbert started just because they haven't seen enough of him yet. Um, Chip Kelly is his coach, and you know Chip Kelly don't like black people. I, I would just, I would just want to see that maybe if he was further along in his, in his um, rehab or in his um, his ascension back to what he once was from to do something like this because it's it, like what 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 
poignant message can you have from a backup quarterback? You know what I'm saying? That's that's my only issue. And the secondary issue is I didn't even know before, you know, this week that he was black. Like I thought, you know what I'm saying? He was I thought he was Khaled. I'm not gonna hold you. You know what I'm saying? Like uh so because Khaled is a race. I thought he was Khaled. That's a another major one. key. I thought I thought so. But uh wait, wait, I'm, wait, I'm, wait, did you just slip that another one in there? I did. Okay, fair enough. I, th- I mean, I think I think his 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 comments today um, were dope. I think um, that what he's doing, I commend. The only thing, my only point is, I wish that he was further along in his progression. I wish he was a starter. I wish um, that he was tearing stuff up so that it would, you know shine more light. Because at this point, it's like, who the fuck cares what a backup quarterback is really doing? You know what I mean? At any time, you know what I'm saying? White besides people. me, besides White me, because you know we'll talk about that later on in the joint, but. I feel you, but I don't know, man. Like when you when you're watching the joint, and even if, when you watch the uh, the still shot of the of the photo with him, it's like you barely recognize him. You know what I'm saying? Like you can barely see anybody sitting there. It's like sitting behind a cooler or something. Like it's it's <laughs> it's real minuscule. Like so, I just wish he was more in the forefront for his play and for his you know uh, successes when he did this move as opposed to him being in obscurity now. Like, especially now that it's fucking, like, two, three years past his fucking, like, come out party. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he was... We shit it on the... Uh, what was that? The Packers, Kwame? Was that the Packers? Was it the Packers? I, I, or was it the Ravens? I'm, I'm no, not, it was the Packers. It was the Packers. The when he when he, when he he threw for two touchdowns, I think he ran for two, and he put you out the playoffs. Oh, uh, oh, you mean when the Packers were in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Packers. No, what I'm saying is when uh, that that's that's when Kaepernick was at his epoch. If he would have done some shit like this at his epoch, and I know that the social climate wasn't then what it is now, but I feel like you know at that point it would have been so much better. Mm. Let me is let it- me <clears throat> let me just say that um, <clears throat> as with everything, you know, I try and stay consistent with the message that you know I want I want people to understand. You know, he is doing a non-violent, non-disruptive. Um, protest, which I support wholeheartedly. I may not support, you know, the the method that he comes across doing it, but you know, in the end, I much prefer this than you know, what I'm saying rioting or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I what I will say is, you know, the only I don't even know if you could say it's an issue that I have with it, but um, much as we don't like to disparage or we don't like to be disparaged as a group, as a whole, um, you know, as, as one, you know, blank face or whatnot, or one people, you know, we are individuals. I'm talking about African-Americans and whatnot. Um, just like all cops aren't bad and all, um, disruptives aren't black. All disruption doesn't happen in the hood or whatnot. Um, pro- protesting or, or not standing for the national anthem, um, it's not like you're standing for, or it's not like you're disrespecting the policeman's anthem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're you're disrespecting okay. America's anthem. Um, and so what you're doing is you're not showing respect to, you know, America, America as a totality. Um, so that's my only problem. So in doing that, you know what I'm saying? You're not showing respect to the teachers who get up at five in the morning to teach the kids. You know what I'm saying? You're not showing respect to the firefighters yeah. that, that are pulling kids out of burning buildings. You're not showing yeah. respect to the people who are slaving away in all sorts of government buildings and whatnot that don't directly have an effect on your life. You know what I mean? So that's, not to mention the soldiers. Not to mention the soldiers that are, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. 
have given the ultimate uh, sacrifice to, you know, their lives or, you know, just changing everything to live somewhere else to protect the freedoms that is we enjoy. But and, that, that's, and, that brings up an interesting point because the, the thing that's been happening on Twitter has been in, uh, Jake Glazer has actually been in the forefront of this. He's been saying, and a lot of them, a lot of the service people have been saying, what I fought for, what I fight for is what Kaepernick is doing. I fought for his right to be able to sit down to protest for the anthem. Now, on the other side, you got the other people who do feel it's disrespectful that I fought for the flag. I want you to respect the flag that I fought for. So it's actually a very interesting conversation that's happening right now because and, some and people you, are saying that it's OK. Some people are saying that they don't like it. Well, and, and that's and you know what? That's what he's doing is is I think he's getting the response that people that should happen because you're mm-hmm. getting a debate. You're getting the questioning of the intent and of the motive, which brings to the forefront the things that he is doing this for, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is what my entire, you know, focus and drive and message that I could convey to people, you know, whenever you think about rioting, think about what effect you are trying you are trying to engender in the community or or in, you know, the the social and economic society that you're living in. What do you want as a result? Do you want to have people talk about you? You want to bring the message to the forefront and have the people talk about it? Or do you want to be, you know, dealing with the aftermath of burning and looting and stuff um, th- for I weeks think, to come? I think that the issue is and we talked about this. When we talked about the um, Democratic Convention. In this age, you know, what I'm saying of political correctness, f- fucking like good is always the enemy of great. And it's like. No one can produce a statement, can produce a sound bite that's going to appease everyone. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. while I'm patriotic and I love this country and, and I realize that I have certain freedoms that are not afforded to everybody in the world, there is some still stuff you know, going on that's messed up. Absolutely. Th- think, about, think about the things it is that, it, that you love. Your parents, you know what I'm saying? Your family. Your parents undoubtedly had flaws. You know what I mean? And you can point to them. Like, you know, my mom always used to pick me up from school later. Everywhere we go was late. Or she used to do this that used to really make me, you know, angry. But that's my mom and I love her. You know, this is my country and I love it. However, there are some things in it that, you know what I mean, are are are, are deeply, you know, um, troubling. And I don't think that if I speak out against these things that are troubling, it kind of goes against my love for this country you know like, oh, no. like yep yep and I, and I think that's what it is like you know what I mean like I, 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 I could understand a statement like that like he's saying and not take it as though he's, he's unpatriotic he doesn't love the country doesn't love the servicemen the servicewomen doesn't love the um, people that fought or died or are slave for this country I didn't hear that I heard I don't like this one thing you know what I mean and mm-hmm. this one thing is why I'm doing that mm-hmm. and I think that the the hate and the people that are are going against Cap are because they think that you can't be critical of something is that you love and that's not true at all. Well, and that, and that's, that, I'm sorry, ahead, Kwame. Let no, me, no, uh, go let ahead. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually happened in the questioning. So when he spoke, people, you know, reporters are asking questions. One of the reporters said, uh, "Don't you feel like this is going to come off as anti?" Not he didn't say anti police. He said as uh, disrespectful to the police or and he said it in a real hostile manner and I think that's what a lot of people start feeling is that once again we come back to that same conversation of 
being anti-police brutality is some, somehow being anti-police. Well, so right. him him doing this, taking this stand by sitting is right. him being anti-police, which is mind-boggling. Well, right. that's, I mean, but that's just, you know, in a, in a nutshell, that's just the way the world that we live in right now where, yeah. you know, you have an opinion and if it is in any way, you know, a differing opinion than someone else and automatically you're against that other person and you think that they're wrong. Uh, we, we've lost the ability to discuss and to debate and at the end of the day, walk away understanding that we may not have changed the other person's mind, but we can respect their opinion. That's what's happening right now. We don't respect other people's opinion. And so I'm 100% behind Cap, his ability to do what he's doing because it's not affecting anyone. You know, mm-hmm. the NFL put out a message saying that they do not require but do encourage people to stand for the national anthem. Um, so he is well within his right to do it. He's not he's not even breaking the law. Like, right. What, it's the epitome of a nonviolent, non-disruptive protest. And it's accomplishing the message that he is de- that it is designed to accomplish. It's is it, like, is it uh, though? Because he's having this pushback. It's the same. It's the same argument as the fucking Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Like motherfuckers aren't getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and, and to be real. Like there can be no movement without unity, and I'm not saying that you know within the within the minority, you know what I mean, fucking subset. I'm saying like with all people, like you know what I'm saying. What made social change in the '60s was the fact that you know Luther's uh, fucking uh, rhetoric was able to fucking enamor people of all you know ethnicities and genders, so that you saw people that were white, that were black, that were Jewish, that were Spanish marching the same time. Like that that's what it is. So we're now in a culture wherein I can't even see that. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when, like when when a black person gets fucking killed by the police and someone, you know, hashtags Black Lives Matter, the first thing, you know, people do is, you know, all lives matter. All there was a thing matter. in uh, uh I thought uh at the Facebook offices wherein um People write like you know they had like these whiteboards around where they're like fucking writing down these ideas and shit. And people wrote you know Black Lives Matter and Mark Zuckerberg said that people were walking behind them and erasing it and, and writing All Lives Matter. Yep. Wherein he had to step in and say, you know what? If you do this, you know what I mean, you have to meet with me. You might lose your job because that's not what we're doing here. But the fact that as soon as they see that, they have an idea that. Black Lives Matter is like some superiority type thing, and it's not we're, like you know what I mean. It's, it's it's basically saying this is the you know subset that is really being the most disenfranchised, or being the most exploited, or being the most um, adversely affected by the policies and uh, the practices of our government. So let's fix this because they're getting fucked up. <laughs> it's not saying you know what I mean they're it so we have to like protect them like it's not saying that and i think that to your point kwame yeah i I would see it as a as a great um uh response to what's going on and 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 a tool for uh to open discourse but if people aren't at that point where they can even fucking see that shit you know what i mean where they can even acknowledge that uh somebody making a comment about you know police negatively does not you know engulf all police officers it does not condemn all police officers it does not co- condemn all of white America is it effective? I think I think you know there cannot be a consensus of change if we do not bring attention to the need for change and I think what Colin Kaepernick is doing is 
bringing is bringing attention again to that need for change. Now we can say that you know we can we can point fingers at what needs to be done, but if it doesn't get done, then what have we really done? Um, but like you said, or, or you know, like we've been saying all along, you know, you need to take that first step, and that first step in any problem is recognizing that there is a problem. And you know, I have a, you know I'm saying a perfect example right now. You know what I'm saying I'm in North Carolina. There's a county where there have been um, alleged uh, misconduct with regards to um, uh, uh, racial, I, f- I forget what the, 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 the proper legalese is, but basically a, a sheriff department is under fire and in, under investigation from the federal, um, from the feds for racial misconduct and the way that they've been handling their, their duties. And if found guilty, which it, you know, very well may be the case now, the county is looking, you know what I'm saying, the, the public is looking at paying hundreds and thousands of dollars in taxes to foot that bill. Mm. All right. If there's one thing that evokes change more than anything else, money, it's, it's, money. it's, it's hurting somebody's wallet. You know what I mean? Money. Like you can, you can put it on the news, you know, you can put the little blurb flashing across the bottom of the screen, but once you hit somebody's pocket, right. you know, things, things don't, you know what I'm saying? Things aren't kosher with whatever party, whatever group, you know what I'm saying? Right. Is, is a feeling that effect. Right. I think that cap taking the stand and he said that, I'm going to continue to do this. He said, this isn't just for right now. He said, I'm going to continue to do this until I feel like I've seen some change. That means Cap's going to be sitting down for a long ass time. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is I, not a problem too... that was created yesterday or that can be fixed tomorrow. Right. Um, there was I... a round table in Chicago surrounding the same issues. And unfortunately enough, uh, days later, one of the members, Dwayne Wade, his cousin, you know, was shot and killed, a female walking her child home from school. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm really, I don't want to be fucking pessimistic, but like I said, the, the culture is such that people aren't seeing this shit. Like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, it doesn't it, because it doesn't resonate in their lives, you know what I mean? Because yeah. the fact that we had a fucking black president for the last eight years, because the fact that the moguls and the fucking leaders in pop culture are black, they don't see it. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's just, it's just not, you know what I mean? So I don't know that Kaepernick's actions won't be looked at as anything less than patri- unpatriotic and um, already they're not. Already and I think it's going to, I think it's going to, I think it's going to go exponentially. I think it's going to get worse. And and there's a Twitter joke going around. I mean, one once again, it's a joke, but it's not really a joke. The joke is two months ago, everybody was, celebrating the life of Muhammad Ali and how he took a stand and this and that. <laughs> and those same people are bashing Kaepernick for taking a stand. And it's yeah. like, it's, it gets tiring. It gets tiring, this merry-go-round that we're on. We all have opinions about this. Uh, I think most of us would say that we're standing, we, we, we stand behind either Kaepernick's uh, ability to do it or we stand behind the reasoning for him doing it. Um, so we all have opinions on that. But what I want to talk about is actual football. And what are your opinions of your hometown football team? So let's start with, I guess, uh, the no. most winningest hometown on this podcast right now. We'll start with Kwame and his Green Bay Packers. Oh, could you could you repeat that introduction real quick? I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to listen to this after I put it out to relive it. Fair enough. We'll cut that up and put that as a drop somewhere in here. Uh, so it's Packers, Packers. Look, um, 
we saw last year how the Packers kind of their offense stuttered, if not completely fell apart with the loss of Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Um, last thing I heard, he had a bit of a hiccup before the preseason. I don't think he's playing at all in the preseason. I, I could be wrong about that, but I don't think he's played at all in the preseason just for safety precautions. Um, he actually injured his knee in the last preseason on a non-contact move. Um, so, but but it's I, I'm looking on I'm looking. I think things are looking up and are looking bright for the Packers offense. Eddie Lacy's lost some weight. He's been the subject. He did, of, but it looks like he didn't. Of, he, he looks like he did. Well, he's replaced it with muscle. He's on that P90X. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to. He lost know, weight, but got bigger pads. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm not going to just disparage the effects of P90X. Um, but um, he's lost some weight. You know what I'm saying? We've got some talented young receivers coming up. Defense. We've got some talented defensive players. Um, our schedule actually isn't necessarily that tough this year, man. Um, so man, I'm, I'm on the up and up, man. I'm the Vikes coming, the man. Vikes coming, man. Oh yeah, did yeah. You yeah. See, did you see that move Teddy Bridgewater put on that dude? I'm telling you, he man. Scramble. Oof. Look, Vikes Teddy B. coming, man. Teddy B is no look. The Vikings, the Vikings, if they could just get out of their own way, um, yeah, they would be. You know what I'm saying? Like they've got some. They've got some studs. They've got some yeah. absolute studs on defense and on offense. Um, all day AP isn't, you know, aging anytime soon, it looks like. <laughs> um, if I think, like, they should have beat Seattle last year in the playoffs, you know, in that yeah. sub, sub 10 degree weather. You know what I'm saying? They made some crucial mistakes, but, like, I've, young, I've got, no, I've got nothing but love for the Vikings, man. Young mistakes, though. Yeah, young mistakes. The Vikings coming, man. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't fear. I don't fear the Bears or the or the or the Lions. No, nor should you. With uh, with a healthy, with a healthy Packers team, I feel like we could beat them. I feel like we could split the um, split the season with the with the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? Both teams taking their home, and yeah. I think they they're playing a much tougher schedule this year because they, they won the division and we mm-hmm. didn't. So you know they I'm, need it. They need it though, man. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. So what what is your prediction for your team's record? Um. I'm thinking I'm thinking 10, 10 and 6 uh with the possibility Ooh. to go 11 and 5 you know 10 and if 6 we, wow if we get healthy I feel like uh we're going to be you know somewhere around like I don't know 6 and 4 or or even 5 and 5 you know what I'm saying come come the, the halfway mark a little bit after the halfway mark and if we could just hit our stride and everybody stay healthy as we head into the playoffs I think we can reel off some quality wins 10 and 6 that is that's take, like man. that's like that's wow. like you know what I'm saying three or four in the playoffs so we we get to host the playoff game yeah. like we did last they'll year. They win the division. They win the division. They'll win their division at ten and six. Yeah, but the but the Vikings are probably be go eight and eight, and they might make the joint too. I got the Vikings. I got the Vikings going like nine and seven, and the Packers winning at least eleven. Well, I mean, I'm I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna pull up the Packers schedule while we while we uh, move along. But uh, okay. Um, I think I read it. They had like twenty something, like the high twenties, like as far as their um, um, difficulty, their their difficulty ranking was. Mm-hmm. So you know, strength what I'm saying? of schedule. Exactly. Yeah, strength of schedule. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, there's a, we we got some like some sneaky tough teams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, like uh, like the, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody nobody talks about the Jaguars. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, I mean they've got some. They just got a running back. They just got a running back. Yeah, 
Um, but like we play, you know, we play the Vikings and the Lions and the Giants and the Cowboys and the Bears and the Falcons and the Colts and the Titans and the Redskins. Hey, the Titans don't sleep on the Titans either, man. I'm not. Look, I'm not. I've seen some. It's preseason. It's preseason. I've seen some good things out of the, out of some of their their talented receivers they have. You know what I'm saying? In the preseason, plus they got Demarco Murray, right? Mariota like, Murray. He he looks he looks man. Murray look, yeah. Murray's looking real good. He's looking like. You know, two years ago, three years ago, Demarco Murray. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Yeah. Let's let's not. We're not going to talk about last year. Like, I want that money. He like like we I earned that money. That, that yeah, was chip. Past that. That was chip. Like I'm chip. like my I'm looking yeah. at the schedule right now. Like I would have said. So like we play the Cowboys in week six. You know. You know, two two weeks ago, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Two weeks yeah. ago, I would have said. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 a tougher. We might lose that one. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, not anymore. Yeah, okay. can I? Right. Can, can I? Yo. No, no, you can't. Remy, how do you feel about your team? <laughs> Look, man, like, I'm, I'm. If y'all know me, I'm not, I'm not a big like football, football head or whatever. Like I follow, like I, I try to follow it, keep, keep abreast, keep up with y'all for the most part. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what my man Bob Griffin does out there <laughs> in Cleveland, though, because I want him to be good. I want him to be nice, dog. Like I remember his, I remember his rookie year. You know, saying he he showed some things sort of, and then uh, and then like defenses figured out that uh, read option, that read option dog, and 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 that was that was it for like Robert Griffin and the like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I just want, I just want to, I just want to be to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's a tough division. It is a tough division, dog. Are you putting your trust in a lawyer? Are you really doing that right now? <laughs> I seen I seen Bob Griffin. He had the Steph Curry's on, dog. <laughs> it's like he gotta be nice, dog. So, but like you know, like, but 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 he got but he got some, he got some shooters out there. You know, what I'm saying like if if yeah. Uh, yeah. if your boy Josh Gordon could ever stop smoking marijuana to save his life, dog. <laughs> you saw the catch he made the other day. You don't need to stop, yeah. <laughs> right? Dog, the he's been killing it yeah. in the preseason, man. It looks like he never left. He had like two catches for like seventy five and a touchdown. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Like, what is he doing? Marijuana. Play, play, play three marijuana. series. Like, it's <laughs> pretty much just marijuana, <laughs> exclusively. Yeah. So, so, Remy, what what are you feeling about the the record? The record for the, record? Uh, the Browns out there. I want like a nine and seven. No, shit mm. is not gonna happen. Shit yeah. is not gonna happen. No, yeah. reverse that. Think- not with yeah. those Steelers in that division. I'm, th- I'm thinking like I'm thinking like a I'm thinking like a like a seven nine maybe an eight yeah. eight seven nine is maybe. good. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Steelers, Flacco's back. You know what I mean, don't forget um, Red Rocket out there joint. Like yeah, they got, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they might go. That, they might could, go seven. That could be nine, that could be eight losses right there. <laughs> oh, six losses, my bad. Six losses. losses. No, no, no. no, no, no six no. losses in the division. Just four teams. Eight no, no. They'll they'll somehow lose those extra two. Yeah. It's the it's the Browns. Don't forget. I don't um, know, man. I don't know. I I, I tend to, I tend to think that the AFC North is probably the toughest division in football because yeah. of the Steelers and the Ravens and the Bengals. The Bengals are consistently good. They always lose in the first round, but they're they always, always lose, consistently good. And the weather. Don't forget the weather. Uh, yeah, and the a weather. A lot of them have, I think, I don't know if all of them, I don't think I don't think Cincinnati, but I think, uh, except for Cincinnati, they all have outdoor stadiums. So. Not, I think since he's outside. Yeah, I think he's outside? outside too. Oh, they, yeah. all have, they all have outdoor stadiums. So it's like, you know what I mean? You're playing in fucking December and November. 
outside Pittsburgh, fucking yeah. Baltimore, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's tough, dog. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. So, I'm going to talk about my team and try not to fall asleep while doing it. <sighs> um, the Eagles have a, they, they definitely have an improved defense. Yeah. Uh, we got nasty-ass Jim Swartz. Who's just like foul mouth? He he is. If he was coaching the Pee Wee team, like every parent would want to punch him in the face. And I kind of like that as my defensive coordinator. But that Pee Wee um, team, like, but that Pee Wee team kills. Like, that Pee Wee like team would murder. Oh, they would murder. <laughs> literally, literally, in fact, literally. <laughs> Jim Schwartz's defenses always have a uh, reputation for undis quote unquote undisciplined play. Um. A lot of penalties, unnecessary roughness, hard hits, and we've been missing that in this city. That's what that's what we love. We love our Reggie Whites. You know what I mean? Goon Squad. Yeah, yeah. We we love Broad Street Bullies. So I think our defense is vastly improved. Our offense is going to be the most boring vanilla offense that you've ever seen. No, no, no. I might what? I might, I might disagree with you there. With Sam with Sam Bradford throwing to uh, Doriel Green Beckham, Jordan Matthews, and Nelson Aguilar. And Ryan Matthews is going to get hurt within the first two games. <laughs> and so Darren good, Sproles, dude. as dope as Darren Sproles is, my dude is definitely like 36 now. Yeah, he is. Did Aguilar play pounds, last year? Man. Aguilar played, but he was a ghost. So he, he, There was a lot of hype. There was, because he was our first round pick. Yeah, and he seemed to be Jeremy Macklin's replacement. He had a similar body type, similar speed, but man, our that, our coach who thank thank everything that Big Steve is dealing with that mess in uh, <laughs> San Fran. San Fran uh, um, so I think that my team has a good shot at going seven and nine, eight and eight. I mean. Nelson Nelson Aguilar plays like Jeremy Macklin's personality. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. Uh I was talking with my cousin who is who resides in North Carolina. Uh, matter of fact, I'll give him a cheap cheap plug. Listen to my cousin Will Jacobs on the Comedy Zone podcast. Okay. Um He's in North Carolina, diehard Eagles fan. And at this point, would rather watch the Panthers because there's nothing to see around here, really. And uh, I told him I might take up, like, crocheting and just have the game <laughs> on in the background because... Can we go to the bottom of the well now? Can we hit, can we hit rock bottom now? So, all right, yeah. My prediction for my team is 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, somewhere around there. Maybe wild card, but probably not. Um, man, man, so now... Have- Y'all got a y'all got a tough stretch, man. I'm looking at yeah. I'm looking at you got Seahawks, Packers, Bengals, Skins, <laughs> and then Ravens. That's like yeah. Luckily, we start out with Cleveland, so that we'll start out one and zero. Hey, we're one and zero. Yeah. Can, can, All right. Can we can we, can now, we really get can, can we really get into it now? Yeah, now ahead. it's I'm, time to talk about the Dallas Cowboys because there's always one fan somewhere. Let me explain myself first and foremost before we even get to this. Yeah, I mean, Jersey. People are like, you know, boom, from Jersey, how are you a Cowboys fan? You must have been a yeah. fan when yeah, you started boom. winning Super Bowls and you're just a fair weather hop on. That's not it. That can't be further from the truth. 
So when I was a young man, about, you know, five, six, uh, my parents got divorced. And uh, before, prior to that, my parent, my dad is a huge uh, Cowboys fan. I mean, a uh, Giants fan. I remember going to uh, games uh, in Philly, in New York, um, big Lawrence Taylor fan, Lawrence Taylor poster in my room. When my parents got divorced, you know what I'm saying, I asked my uncle. I was like, yo, Uncle Ed, like, what team, like, hates the Giants? And he was like, the Cowboys. And I was like, squad. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to hear, like, you know what I mean? Like, people always say, you know, how you from Jersey, you a Cowboys fan, you must have just hopped on, they started winning all the Super Bowl. That's not it. I was on that jump before that. I'm talking, like, 89, 6 years old, 90, 70. Like, that was my squad just because that was the squad that, you know, was the arch rival of the Giants. If my uncle would have said Redskins, I would have been a Redskins fan. If he would have said Eagles, I would have been an Eagles fan. It, it was just, it didn't matter. I had no base set of knowledge other than the Giants. Boom! You your story you story may have well just went. When I was a shorty, I was outside playing and I bumped my head. <laughs> Are we gonna and, then, <laughs> and then my mother ran out and she asked me what's wrong and I said, "Yeah, I bumped my head." And she said, "Are you okay?" And yep. I said. Cowboys, Cowboys is a squad. You might as well just said that. Yeah, that that was that was it. If you want to see the video, you know, man, we put a YouTube link on the jump. <laughs> um, so now let's let's get into it. Um, I was extremely excited and you know, what I mean, optimistic about this season. Um, I wanted to get Joey Bosa in the draft. We need help on defense. Our defense is suspect, but when we stumbled upon um, Ezekiel Elliott. And his running prowess, which is fucking monstrous. If you saw him stand up, Cam Chancellor, you know what I'm saying, ran into him, spun off him the next time. Like, he's just, he's a beast. Uh, with a healthy Tony Romo, after last season where, you know, we lost every game they didn't play in, I felt like, you know, Des Bryant coming back from injury, like, it was just, everything was culminating into the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we were going to dominate the division. Some commentators on ESPN had us going deep into the playoffs, many of whom had us in the Super Bowl. Crazy. And then? And then? Um, Tony Romo plays his first preseason joint, the third third preseason game. On the second play from scrimmage, uh, he rolls out of the pocket, as he's known to do, and is uh, tackled from behind. He immediately, you know what I'm saying, goes down in pain, gets pulled out of the game. I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. And then, you know, you see the post-game interviews. You hear the coach. You, you actually see him in the game. He wants to go back in the game in the third quarter. He's up. He's moving. He's throwing the ball. He looks good. Pause. He says, you know, in the interview, it's actually good. I don't know if I could have recovered from a hit like that a year ago. I feel good that I'm, I'm able to recover. I'm back up. I can play next week. I'm like, oh, you know I mean? We're here still. Um <laughs> I then un- undercover uncover some uh, some footage of uh, Odell Beckham being super sus, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I and I send the send the text out to all my friends that are Cal- that are Giants fans. Um, at two a.m. in the morning, my dad responds. Who well, also sent a video too, and uh, replied, "Tony Romo out six to ten weeks with a broken bone in his back." Mm-hmm. Last year. We lost every game Romo ain't played. <laughs> every jump. What is what leads me to believe that anything else is gonna happen? Because There's, no, 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 no. Let me. I'm okay. gonna go deeper. Okay. 
They've been sicing your man, Dak Prescott. I was going to say, noted Iron Man villain, Dak Prescott. This guy, of Prescott industry fame. This guy is not it, dog. Like I'm saying, I'm not saying he's trashy, but he's not there. So number one, in the first two games, he's playing against second and third stringers. Number two, when he, you know, talking about him, he had, you know, more touchdowns than incompletions. 95% of the plays he ran were play actions. So they're already off of fakes. It wasn't like he was standing back in a, in a pocket and patting the ball and, 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 and uh, destroying defenses. When he came in last game, you know, I mean, he performed pretty well. But, the, you know, like the, the passes he weren't, were making weren't because they were great passes. It's because, you know, the great receivers, you saw the touchdown pass to, uh, to Witten, who jumped on a guy's back and caught the ball, you know, <laughs> I mean, out the middle of his chest and grabbed it away from him. That wasn't like, you know, what I mean, a, a top tier throw, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm not convinced. So we got, you got Tony out six to 10 weeks. Let's play it in the middle called eight, you know what I'm saying? In the first eight weeks, Giants, Redskins, Bears, Niners, Bengals, Packers, <laughs> Eagles. You know what I mean? So then we get Tony back. We go Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Redskins, Vikings. <laughs> Somebody's got to die in like the first like four weeks, though. <laughs> so, so, to, so, to, so, so to be real with you, I'm looking at about with Tony back week six, week eight. Eight, I'm saying like six and ten. Mm. Hey, right. that'd be better Maybe, than last year. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying bottom of the division, six and ten. <laughs> let me, let me just. Tony me retires just, after next season, and we just because he has. I don't to. Let me, I don't know. let me just say this. I don't. His back has made a paper machine. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, what I'm saying I'm not a Cowboys fan, and um, I do not like to. Um, project hopefulness upon any of you know what I'm saying their seasons, uh, mm-hmm. but what I will say is this: on the bright side, um, uh, the injury happened in the preseason, so Dak is going to get tons of reps with the ones um, to establish some sort of game plan. You know, probably short passes, lots of runs, lots of screens, lots of quick outs and stuff like that. Uh, he is going to have to throw downfield at times to Dez. And to Witten to kind of stretch the defense out, you know what I'm saying, and get, you know what I'm saying, to allow room for the running game to flourish. Those but, are good targets to throw to, though. Say what? Those are good targets to throw a- to. Exactly. Like, like he, he like, has like, the weapons to throw to. It's not like he doesn't have receivers. A. B. He has, as you just said, a running back who um, I believe is a special running back and could possibly, you know, allow um, Dak to, to get a little bit of breathing room with the play action fakes. Um, and then see, like I said, he's 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 gonna have time. It's not like, you know, what I'm saying last year where it happened in the middle of the season, and you've got, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, shady backups. You know, what I'm saying throwing interceptions left and right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 finally, like I'm looking at the teams that they're playing. You know, what I'm saying like the Giants do not look good, son. The <laughs> Giants do not look good one bit. They don't. They have no. They have barely have a running game. You know what I'm saying? Their defense is as sus as, as the Cowboys, I would say. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You go to the Redskins, that you might you might chalk that up as a loss. You go to oh, did I mention you have the Giants at home too? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so there is that. Going to the game, going to the game. That's awesome. Um you got the Bears at home. You know what I'm saying? Um Bears Bears aren't they aren't fantastic, 
they they still a little bit suspect too. Um, 49ers aren't you know now you're traveling to the 49ers, so I think those first four games you could you could be two and two, like if you're two and two in those first four games, dog, I think that's that's a win. You know what I'm saying? Now you got the Bengals and the Packers. You know, you get out of there two and four, and you're by. You got the good good bye week, good placement for the bye week. I think like the fun, stranger things have happened, son. As speaking of somebody whose quarterback has went out, and we had to go, you know, what I'm saying uh, eight, seven, and one to get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, stranger things have absolutely happened. That being said, you will lose against the Packers. It will probably <laughs> yeah. be embarrassing. You may you may want to hide the women and children. <laughs> Well, you know me. I'm hoping that the Cowboys go 0 and 16. So, yeah, I might, I might hope that too, man. Get, get your boy, get your boy from Clemson and start this shit popping. You know what I mean, oh, son, that's yeah. We got to do a college podcast uh, coming up here soon as well. So another, another. Uh, speaking of generational play, uh, another thing happened this time in music. There was a feature on Lil Yachty, one of the new, I guess, hot rappers. He was freshman. Was he right a now? freshman? Was he in a freshman uh, joint? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was in the freshman. He was, he was a freshman joint. I feel like I yeah. feel like we're slinging the term "hot rapper" around a little bit too freely here. But oh. um, I'll allow you to talk say, about it. I say oh. that because I have no idea. I'm not in that. I'm not in that. I'm not. Cool. I'm not one of the cool kids, though. Yeah, I, 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 don't, like, oh. I don't know. But um, Lil Yachty came out and admitted he couldn't name five songs from Pac or Biggie. And that set off a big discussion amongst us about the old generation versus the new generation. And is is this just the natural progression of things where we fall off and we stick to where we are? Specifically Scrap, who sticks with his music. Or... Has there actually been a change in things? Um, boom, you were saying that you felt like the new generation has to go above and beyond what we went, what we went and did because um, they feel like they need to change it up and do something different. I, I I will, and I think that's part of it. But before I get to that, you know, what I'm saying I, I'd like to say that I don't understand why it is, even with the reason I'm going to present. There has to be a, you know, just a a um, non recognition of the past. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to Nas, Big. That's you know my era, but I can also appreciate you know Big Daddy Kane. I can also appreciate um, Africa Bambata. You know what I mean? Like like can you, you know I mean like I don't know if that's a no, good name to bring up right now. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I'm just, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like something of that era, like you know what I mean? I want to be like turn this, you know, wax it off. I can't even, you know, like right. you know, I I, right. I, 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 I I understand its value to what it is that I love. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's the you know the steps. But I was saying, you know, that historically, the way that you know revolutions and culture changes is that it has to be in direct opposition to the prior culture. So like, you know what I'm saying? In the 50s, everything was straight laced. If you look, you know, men wear suits and girls wear dresses all the time. And then in the 60s and 70s, you saw, oh, 60s, you saw like a lot more of, you know, grungy looking clothing and you saw a lot more of uh, people not really caring what they wore. 
In the 70s, you saw more pride and self-expression. Everything was big and huge. In the 80s, you went back to being a conformist. Like Everything upsets the old, or the old era. Because we came up in a time that was so fucking crazy. The time of Marilyn Manson, Eminem, you know, ICP, DMX, uh, motherfucking just crazy shit. Three Six Mafia, you know what I'm saying? Just just crazy shit. Brother Lynch hung. What is it the that... Grave diggers. Gra- oh, what is it that really, you know, that could offend us? That You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking, we came up in the era of two girls in one cup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really? Like, no, I'm, I'm just saying with the internet motherfuckers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Banned from TV. Remember them videos and shit? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. That's the that's the era we came up in. So it's like, how could people like us be put fucking off? Like, how, like you know what I mean? You're going to have to cross that line and you're going to have to fucking run three, four, five miles just to get to the fact where we, you know what I mean? Or feel, you know, dis, displeased. The fact that you see Young Thug on his mixtape cover wearing a, you know what I'm saying, Victorian uh, dress with a fucking colored purple hat on a motherfucking shit. It's just like, it's, it's meant to, to put us so fucking off. The fact that, you know, Lil Uzi Vert refused to even listen to fucking, was it Premiere or was it, uh, it uh, Pete Rock? It was somebody who was like, I'm putting on the piece from mentals or some shit. He was like, no, I don't want to hear them old beats. Like, the fact that he refused to even listen to them joints. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be so offensive to us that that's what's popping now. I'm not it's, saying the joint is good. I'm not. I'm not. You know, what I'm saying condoning dressing up and you know, I'm not. I'm not condoning young jocks motherfucking finger waves and shit. <laughs> I'm just saying that the shit that's going on now is meant to fucking piss people like us off. It's meant on to pur- make us. You're un- saying it's done on purpose. Yeah, it's meant to make us uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. you know a motherfucker that was came up listening to Biggie, fucking Nas, and the Locks are not cool with motherfucking spandex pants. So you're you're also it's almost like you're saying that they're trolling us on purpose. I, I mean, I just the same way that we trolled our parents. Like, you know, what I mean, I remember um, my mom came in the joint, walked in the house, and I was cleaning the house one day, bumping that fucking DMX, and you know, I got blood on my knife, and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick because I fucked the corpse. I'm a nasty. <laughs> And she was like, what the fuck, what are you listening to? And I was just like, oh. <laughs> you know. It was like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, it's just the ex. And my mom was petrified. It was crazy to her, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I actually wanted, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't listening just to scare the fuck out of my mom, but I, I didn't want to have no shit that was fucking pleasing to my mother's ear, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not what's popping. What's popping would fucking put your parents off. Like, no, you can't listen to that shit, that two live crew shit. Mm-hmm. It's too real. You can't that parental advice. You listen to this motherfucking Will Smith rap, but you can't listen to this shit. That's that's the shit I wanted. Okay, I understand. Go ahead, Remy. Here's my joke, dog. Like, I like I like I went I went and I listened to like uh like these dudes off these freshman fifteen joint off that freshman fifteen joint like in particular like like Lil Uzi. And uh, young y- had little yachty or whatever, and I, I do I do want to take some time to roll some of my statements back. I, I was I've been listening to, li- to the little yachty joints. It's not that I like the music. I understand. I understand mm. what he's doing. Whatever, right? 
Um, Little Yachty, on the other hand, is just terrible. <laughs> and like, and like my whole thing, like like Boom was saying, is like like um, there has to be some type of like reverence and deference to the shit that came before you. Yeah, right. You know, like like For like sure. you can't like you can't just like jump into like 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 Will like Will Smith Summertime. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of corny, right? It's yeah. very corny. It's, it's kind of corny, right? That's only a staple. Like, like Will right. Smith is that dude, huh? Right. And like, like you have, like you have to acknowledge that, you know. What I'm saying? But uh, my 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 whole job, but like with, with Boom saying like uh, like how how this this generation is just, is just trying to like troll us and offend us or whatever. It's like that's all fine and cool. I don't give a fuck what you do. Wear a dress, you know. what I'm saying like yo, like shouts to to Thugger Dog, like. Dude shouldn't wear dresses, but that was an ill dress, dog. Mm-hmm. It was kind of dope. It was, <laughs> it, was a, dope. it was kind of a dope dress, dog. But uh, like back back up your shit with ability and like talent. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 Prince was suspect all day. You know what I'm saying? Sure was suspect all day. The music is undeniable. You know, like Michael Jackson. You comes it, with a whole bunch of baggage, dog. But you taking you taking it one dimensionally, like you know what I mean. I'm not talking about just being visible, like visibly appalling or you know appealing. I'm talking about sonically as well. You know what I'm saying, like, but, I, but like, 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 look at like Tyler the Creator. But but you know what I'm saying? like like I remember. I don't agree with the content, but but, mm-hmm. but the but the bars like the, all the mechanics and stuff is there is is there it's it's legit you know what I'm saying like I remember playing like most dev and shit for my dad and because he didn't respect the art form he was like nah I can't like, nah it's just, it's just he stole this song from this joint this is really this song <laughs> you know what I mean and so it, it wasn't until later where he could you know appreciate how they did that shit to to where he can appreciate the art form so it's like even like sonically like you know what I'm saying this shit is not supposed to be appealing to us you know what I mean like I had a conversation with a, like I, I teach middle school I had a conversation with a kid you know 8th grade and on some favorite rapper shit and he was just like I was like what did your favorite rapper say cause I'm gonna tell you what my favorite rapper said and it was terrible and I was like I, I spit you know Big's verse from Victory and he was like that's whack and I was just like do you do you understand what you said and what I said? Like you know what I mean? Like it's not it's, it's just <laughs> it, it's not it's not it's not equivalent. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's, they're not hearing what we're hearing. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not about that. Like you know what I mean? So I think musically or sonically, it doesn't have it, it's meant to piss us off. It's meant to not for us not to like that shit. Like because because if your parent likes this shit, it's not popping unless it's Drake. Let me let me. Let me let me piggyback piggyback right off of that comment right there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tie it into what Remy said earlier about, you know what I'm saying, there has to be deference or reverence for what has come before. And I'm gonna politely disagree, but I'm also gonna aggressively disagree. Um, <laughs> because I think it. I think that, that I think that's not true. Like I think that generationally there's a tendency that to rebel against whatever your parents are bringing, especially as you get into your middle school and high school years. Right. right? You're not going to listen to whatever your parents were listening exactly. to. You need to find something that speaks to you right. and your, you know what I'm saying? The, the youth movement around you, your reality you know what I'm saying? the friend. Exactly. It speaks to you. For example. All right. Um, hip hop, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Originated. Actually, let me, let me stop here and say that there's a dope, dope, I don't know if it's a miniseries or whatever on Netflix right now. Yeah, the Get Down. The Get Down, son. Watch it. It's really, okay. really dope. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, originated from 
um, taking the percussive, you know, melodies and drops and whatnot from different funk and soul tunes. You know, they were breaking into Break beats. what you know what I'm saying. They were breaking into what Motown was doing. Grandmaster Flash, speeding it up, chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Start rapping to it. All of a sudden, you have this new scene that the youth are moving to, right? Um, my favorite example is grunge. You know what I'm saying? Grunge rock. You know what I'm saying? Nirvana. You know what I'm saying? They infiltrated the heavy metal scene, speaking to you know some of the alternatives, some of the people, some the of the hair metal were being man. reached. They exactly. had the hair they, metal popping. They, 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 they saw the it. they saw the hair metal, the heavy metal, the thrash metal, and they were like, "This isn't what you know represents us." We're gonna take some sounds uh, and some sonic, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, um, some sonic melodies, and we're gonna create something that speaks to us. You know what I'm saying? And so I look at Lil Yachty, and on first glance, you're like, "Dog, what is this fool doing?" Right? But check this out. You know what I mean? Lil Yachty was born in August of '97. You know who <laughs> wasn't alive in August of '97? Neither Biggie nor Tupac. Pop. You know what okay. I mean? Right. Neither Biggie nor Tupac. So when by the time he's of the age where he's ready for some form of music to speak to him sonically and melodically, you know, yes, you know, some people were still playing some of that, but that wasn't primarily the main things that were on the radio. Let's say he's you know listening. Saying, he's what? listening to, snap, to like snap music and shit. Age and what? Age ten? You'll say like when? When did music start speaking to you? Like mm-hmm. when did when did music start yeah, calling I was, you? Age, I would say around uh, nine, ten. Yeah, so you know, age ten. That's two thousand seven. Who's popping in two thousand seven? Right? It's not. It's not Biggie or, or Nas or any of those cats. Right? It's like just like you said, Remy. It's. Uh, I mean, think of. I mean, we're we're just out of. We're just out of college. Then you know what I mean? Like who's who's popping when we were just out of college? It was you know? Young Jazz Ludic- down Ludic- south. Young Jazz and Ludacris. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's them cats. You know, they would speak. They're like, okay. They're from my. He's from Atlanta. He's like they're from they're from my hood. He went to Alabama State. He's like they're from my hood. You know what I'm saying? These cats are speaking to me. I see what they're doing. I'm going to take what they're doing and I'm going to mold it and express express what I feel that they're saying in a different way. You know, all of these cats talking about this. You know, this East Coast, this New York, this this West Coast, this Cali. That's not my lifestyle right now. That's not what's speaking to me. I'm going to talk. I'm I'm going to chop it up with what has has brought me to you know what i'm saying to the forefront of this music scene and so similar in a sim in a, in a similar fashion to how i can respect what colin kaepernick is doing i can respect and understand what Lil yadi is doing even though i think his music is trash that's what i'm saying i, I get the joint like i said and to to further your point like if you look at you know fucking drug culture uh in 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 our coming of ages it was you know marijuana so you got like the chronics and you got albums that are heavily influenced and with the people who created the music were, you know, under the influence of, you know, that substance. And that was the substance of our time. Nowadays, these motherfuckers are on these pills and shit, and them niggas are really fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And so the music that they're making, I mean, it speaks to that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like the uh, fucking Uzi Verse said, you know, this favorite Kanye album is 808s and Heartbreaks. Like, who, okay. like, who's, like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't even fucking make sense to nobody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't make no, sense to Kanye. And and because, you know what I mean, that's the shit that speaks to them and that's the shit that speaks to their reality. That's what they're presenting. And they're saying that, you know, you're hating because you're not, you know, um, acknowledging the past or speaking to the reality of more than just your, you know, subset. It's trash. And that's what, you know, the younger is saying. And it's just like, fuck the old heads. Fuck the old music. Fuck the old beats. Fuck, you know what I mean? I don't need to make music. I don't need to make 
fucking uh, prophetic lines like I'm popping. You know what I mean? This that's it. Just know that I'm popping. But all right, so oh hold up, hold up, Candy, can I break in real quick? Yeah, doc, you know who was probably his inspiration at that time? You know who was popping at that time? Who's that? Wayne. Mm. Wayne's popping at that. Wayne Carter, the Carter two came out in '05. Like Father, like Son came out in '06. The Carter three in 2008. And then the drugs came. And then the drugs came. Exactly. That's that's the pinnacle. That's the, that's the pinnacle of Wayne right there, and, and, and uh, like they they learn music watching the decline of Wayne. Yes, the, that's the Carter one. the Carter three. You know what I'm saying was number one on uh, U.S. U.S. R&B and U.S. rap. You know what I'm saying P- that was his peak chart positions. You know what I'm saying. Mm. So that's what was experiencing all the replays and the radios all around. Okay, but 3. like so three point eight million. But wait, Remy, let me let me let me get this out because I think it's. I think it's important. Um, you know who was not alive when we were born? Jimi Hendrix. You know who's a fucking musical genius right. that we all love and appreciate? Right. Jimi Hendrix. Right. So my question John then Lennon. becomes... John Lennon. Do, my question then becomes... Well, it's a two-parter. One is, do we just need for him to... Do we just need to wait for him to grow up to realize that he should be looking back at what came before him? Because... I, me personally, I had to grow up to be able to appreciate Jimi Hendrix or um, The Temptations uh, because they they were all using all types of drugs and some of them died early. Uh, Al Green died in 84 when I and a couple of us were one years old. I mean, not Al Green, Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye died in, in 84. But we all grew up and we all love Marvin Gaye now. Let me tell you so, let me tell you what it is, bro. So the first but but hold up real quick, boom. So the first thing is do do, do they need to grow up to appreciate what came before them? And then the second part is, and we could talk about it later, um this scene and, and young Chris made this point. Shout out to LeBron James Bond. This is the only genre where we let this slide. That's what that's um, what I'm gonna get to. That's yeah, so uh, you know, Nirvana when they first came out, they weren't about the hair metal or the synth sounds of the '80s. They were going to do their own thing, but they could appreciate the Beatles. They could appreciate uh, the Grateful Dead and Kiss and all of them bands that came before them. I they think, may I think not have liked it, but they could appreciate it. I so, think. I think like, uh, and, I, and like, I know this from playing the guitar, man. Like, uh, when you know an instrument, like when you know how to play an instrument, like you have a uh, an appreciation for anybody who who plays that instrument, right? You know, what I'm saying so. But, like, I think, like, I think, like these rock, like, like uh, if you talk to like, like, uh, like a guitar player, uh, like I have a rock band or whatever, they'll they'll go back to like the like the 1940s. He was like, yeah, Bo Diddley, it's the shit, right, right. Bruh. So, but in hip hop, your voice is your instrument. So Bruh. why don't you I'm appreciate a, the way that rock him flip these multi syllables? I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it's because of the fact that. Our fucking genre hasn't grown up. Not the fucking kids, just the genre. The reason I say mm. that is because, in, in with that same you know parallel that rock, you know what I'm saying, joint. There are several different outlets and avenues for people to get out. You can go to the alternative station. There are alternative fucking stores. You know what I mean. You can go to fucking uh, you know the heavy metal, the screamo, the soft rock. You know what I'm saying. All that the, all that has a place. You know what I'm saying. So it's like. When you fucking were coming up, you could turn to the radio station that you liked, and then 
and your mom got a cartoon and shit that she liked. Hip hop doesn't have yep. that. You know what I'm saying? It's always been like, you know, one or two hip hop stations per city and yep. they recycle the same songs. And because, you know, it's only it's the only, you know, art form out there, they try to get the, the populace. And the populace of the radio listening demographics are kids. So they play, you know, shit in that demographic. There are several, you know, markets within the United States that have opened up the market for adult contemporary hip hop. And they have like a throwback stations. You know what I'm saying? You said they have one in Philly. There's one in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's a couple other places. But the, because of the fact that, you know, they, they don't have that juxtaposition. Like, you know, like you said, you go to 07, listen to the radio, you know, growing up, listen to the box. When do you have a chance to listen to that? When do you have a chance to hear that? You know what I mean? Like, even we talked about before the, the death of Go-Go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why it's not popping like it once was? Or, you know what I'm saying, dancing uh, in Baltimore. It's because they don't have other outlets to play. It's all like all black music is is crunching to one. I was talking to my wife Kim from Atlanta, and she was like, "They never played reggae. I never heard reggae till I came to DC." And I was like, "That's ridiculous." Mm, and, then I, wow. and, and, and then I thought about Hot ninety seven, who had to play fucking reggae, fucking hip hop, fucking R and B, fucking you know yep. all that shit. That all you know forms of black. That was the only outlet we had. So. Uh, I, I I'm not trying to you know give a, a pass on these, these young dudes, but. I feel like if the art form grows up and then you had this adult contemporary, you know, avenue opened up, it would be a lot easier for them to have reverence and respect and deference for what came before them. And and to and just to, to, to tie it up, piggyback off of that, you know what I'm saying? You can only appreciate what you've been exposed to, yep. just like just like Boom was saying, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you know what I'm saying, a uh, 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 life story, my life story, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up listening, you know what I'm saying? I joke about it all the time, you know what I mean? But I I grew up listening to Yusuf Endora, Senegalese, you know what I'm saying, singer, you know what I'm saying, and and MC Solar, you know what I'm saying, a French rapper. And and that's only because people couldn't understand what he was saying, so that's how I got snuck into the house. You know what I mean? I grew I grew up listening to to Bob Marley and the Whaler, so I have an appreciation for for the reggae. But on that same token, you know what I'm saying, I didn't I didn't hear the chronic. You know what I'm saying by Dre. I didn't hear the chronic by Dre mm. until I got to Howard. Mm. Wow! Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You can only appreciate what you've been exposed to. I got to Howard, and all of a sudden, we got this melting pot of cultures and stuff. Son, I, I distinctly remember freshman and sophomore year on my computer, um, listening to music that was provided to me by means I can't explain right now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, Shout out to like, Aim. To, to you know what I'm saying two three four in the morning listen to these things they're like why haven't I heard of this right. I heard her, I heard Herman Melville uh, Herman Melville in the Bloom Notes yeah. for the first time my sophomore year you know what I'm saying uh, what is this song? Uh, uh, I love you yeah. um, um, yeah. dog I, play, I had that on repeat I had that on repeat for two hours straight my roommate hated me he hated me <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying uh, uh, Lenny Williams, you know, back in the days of seven second or seven minute R and B songs, yeah. son, like yeah. they hated me. So you can only appreciate what you've been exposed to. Now, if he's been exposed to it and and it, you know, what I'm saying he doesn't appreciate it, that's one thing. But if he hasn't been exposed to it and understand the effect that it's had on his ability to rap, you know, what I'm saying that's another thing. Yeah, and I and I told the story to y'all that um maybe maybe parents need to. Like you said, parents need to expose their children to a wider range of genres and a wider range inside of genres. And also, music history is so important. Uh, mm-hmm. I, boom, you can you you can speak to how music history is taught in schools now. 
I haven't been in middle schools or high schools in a long ass time, so I can't tell you. But the two stories that I'll share with you are one in my music history classes when I was coming up as a kid, I learned about not only did I learn about Mozart in the Baroque period right. in the classical period, right. I also learned about the Beatles and uh, Elton John, Dope. and I learned about all that stuff because it was relevant to our recent history in social studies and in, in everything that happened leading up to the time that we were living in, in the 90s. So I learned about the 70s and 60s in the hippie movement and all that stuff. And, you know, Jimi Hendrix playing the national anthem on his guitar was like blasphemous at the time. Right. But it's such a crucial moment in music history that people need to learn it. So maybe we need to have people teaching these kids about how important BDP were right. and Rakim was and going up to Will Smith and why Will Smith is important versus Pete Rock and CL Smooth versus Gangstar versus mm. when Biggie comes up. I, uh, I feel so you. we we need to do that. But hold hold up, boom, let me tell you this other joint where it was um when Coolio's Gangsters Paradise mm. was the number one song for what it was like the number one song for like ten weeks. Something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, Dangerous Mind soundtrack. Right. For like a so year. when that was popping, when that was the biggest thing, my dad sat me down and was like, that's from Stevie Wonder. And I was like, no, it's not. That's Coolio. What are you talking about, a Stevie Wonder? Mind you, at that time, I'm eight, nine years old or 10. I can't remember when it came out. But um, yeah, he's like, no, that's Stevie Wonder. And I'm like, that's not Stevie Wonder. That's Coolio. And he said, mm-hmm. all right, let me play you this. And he pulls out his record, son. It's the same record that he actually gave me for my birthday. He gave me the vinyl. He has an original Stevie Wonder vinyl that mm-hmm. has Pastime Paradise on it. And he played it for me. And it blew my mind because before then, I thought hip-hop was original. I thought everything was, you know, uh, T-R-O-Y. I thought that was Pete Rock made that. And that was it. Yeah, I didn't have that concept of this was a sample. Enough respect, dude. Right. So for my dad to sit me down and say, no, this Stevie Wonder, this is where that song came from. It made me look at music completely differently of like, well, now I need to see where T.R.O.Y. came from. And I need to see where D.W.I.C. came from. You know what you I mean? The, yeah. You, you follow the rabbit hole, man. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I at think, a young age. That, so that's dope. I think that that's dope. But I think maybe, the, I think the maybe that's what is, we need. I think the problem is when can you feel comfortable letting your kid hear the hip hop yeah. that you like? You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah, can't, you, I can't, I can't sit up. down with 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 my son listening to a lock sound. I'm like this is the shit that turned me out, son. Like this is the shit right here. Bitches me sweet, <laughs> bitches me sweet, nigga. Like, <laughs> like I can't, like I can't, like like what age is that appropriate? Mm-hmm. See you, yeah, you, yours, you're tough because um, of the genre of music. Uh, and, and the stuff that you like or whatnot, like me, you know what I'm saying? I can get away with putting on a few outcast songs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I get the radio editions, I'm, I'm good, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I can I can get away with, with um, uh, I mean, I, I can get away with a few. There's some I can do. Uh, Kids Bob handles the rest. <laughs> Can't live that life. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta go to Kids Bob, go back to Kids Bob 1 and 2, See what was popping. Pull the two rap songs that they include on there, and we should be good. <laughs> the one, find one the, of the two. Find the radio edits of um, every Master P 
You know what I'm saying? Collab joint. We'll, we'll be good. Every No Limit Soldier song. I want to hear the Who Shot You nigga version. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to talk about how how uh, how many arguments we had over sampling. Like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying my my pops my pop still gets mad when um what is it uh is it Juicy by Biggie? Yep, comes on. Too man, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. When um um uh, what's the what's the what's the Puff Daddy joint? Uh, all of them. Which makes me which makes, one? Makes me all wonder of sometimes. Them? Yeah, no, the, the one that, that uh, makes me wonder sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Can't that hold joint. me down. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, don't let that joint come on. My pops will still throw something at the radio. <laughs> now, see, like me in direct contrast to to what to what Kwame does, man. Like my my oldest son, he almost seven. Like he got to learn, dog. It's like so we we gonna sit down, we gonna listen to Wu Tang forever, dog. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you gonna get this life after death, dog. You gonna mm. get this. Uh, you gonna get this Machiavelli. Uh, radio edits though. Radio edits. No, nah, nah. Oh, the raw. Like I, like I, like just like just like I heard it though. Hey, can I can I can I ask you a question real quick though? Like, what is what does the missus say, or do you do that when she's not around? She's um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now nah, you don't you don't even got to continue, Yo, that, homie. Yeah. Nah, like, you so don't no, even got to no, continue. Now my good. old lady's like she no nah, she has an appreciate she has, she got an appreciation for the music like in in the sense she, she that like my son like needs to hear like even if there are like curse words or like or like themes in it that like that are too advanced for him you know what I'm saying like uh, cause it's either that or you listen to or you're listening to you know Young Thug yeah. Mm. yeah see it's it's tough for you guys y'all got y'all got boys you know what I mean like um um I think it's a little bit. It's a little bit easier what? with that res- with a little yeah I think it's a little bit easier with that respect for the girls what um, because yeah like like my girls of other age age right now where they're just watching Disney and they're watching you know the radio Disney singing them joints you know they they haven't even made it to the R and B section yet mm. um you know they they my oldest you know what I'm saying may may break out and and something every now and again and I gotta look at it a little bit but you know <laughs> it's it's nowhere near that and and boom. You know what I'm saying? Boom being an education. Right, that's what I, like I, he he knows. I, he, 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 I had a girl walk in the class last week talking about sex with me is amazing. I'm like, shut the fuck up and sit down. Well again, again, you are you're in DC though. You know what I'm saying? I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in rural North Carolina, son, so you know, it's it's a slight difference. We talk about tobacco picking down here. You know what I mean? But um yeah, yeah. I think it's I mean, I haven't reached that I haven't reached that stage yet. And there's no way that um, you know I'm saying I'm putting the locks on while uh, my wife is anywhere in the house. Money, power, respect is the key to life. Right. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Got I'm, I'm gonna sit down. We're gonna sit down and have an editorial session on MOP with my two girls. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> see how that goes. And this is up. how you end up. Shout this out. is how you end the party. Shout out to Fame for warning me. Now I'm warning you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, great discussion, fellas. Great discussion. I don't know how we're going to fix this, but uh, something needs to happen, I think. Can I just say one more thing before you? I blame Puff Daddy. Sure. I blame Puff Daddy for all of this. <laughs> Not Diddy. I know about Puff Daddy uh, coming up with this theme of player hater where you can't critique anybody. You can't mm-hmm. say nothing negative about it. If you don't like my stuff, you're just a hater. That, mm. that changed you the game. What? That destroyed the game. We'll we'll talk about that next week too. We'll we'll, we'll we can go into into uh, 
the depths of uh, hating and critique. Did he killed it? Yeah, but he did steal on my fucking uh, Drake. So <laughs> can't break. You can't. You can't make an omelet, bro. <laughs> So let's let's talk about uh, black business. Every week we talk about a black business that's coming up. And uh, last week, actually a couple previous weeks, Kwame's been bringing books, which has been awesome. Right. Appreciate that. But uh, let's talk about the Zerp. Mm. Okay. <laughs> For sure. You, you got my attention now. Let's talk about the Zerp. I have a black business here called Bake Sweet Love. Mm. Oh. It's actually in D.C. Oh. And the story is, uh, I'm going to read it right off of the website. Please do. So, this young lady says, My mother, an amazing cook and a master in baking, went as far as to take cake decorating classes to be able to create beautiful custom cakes for all of our birthdays. And I will stay right by her side while she created these wonderful sweets. People often ask, what's your passion? We're not always sure of the answer, but then we reflect. What would I love doing every day for the rest of my life? And Bake Sweet Love was born. Inspiration comes from within, but can't be influenced by what is outside. Bake Sweet Love is the love child of inspiration and passion. So um, let me let me get the address because I don't have it up right in front of me. Um, you can call and order. At a two four zero seven eight eight two eight one five, visit the address Ayana P two one five dot wixsite dot com slash bake sweet love. I'm gonna put that up on the uh, on the page and in the show notes like professionals be doing. You know how I do. <laughs> and then on Facebook, you can search for them at a uh, bake sweet love. Go ahead and uh, if you're in DC. Order up all the sweets and cakes and cookies that you can until your teeth fall all the way out. Mm. So, boom. Yeah. Not you, boom. Boom. Okay. Like a ghost face would say. Okay. Big sweet love. DC. Get on it. So now... Hey, um, real quick. Yeah. Did you say they had online ordering or is it just for DC? It's just for DC. Damn. Damn. Daniel. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> so, yeah. Exclusively for boom and... Uh, and Remy to go ahead and uh, get their eat on. Respect. So once again, we come to that time of what you've been listening to. And we'll start with uh, Remy, what you've been listening to. Oh, God. (laughs) This is reminiscent of Boom from last week. (laughs) The like, alright, so like, I I, I peeped the, the like the little Yachty interview or whatever. Where he was just like, uh, he was just like dissing all 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 of rap history, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in favor for uh, what he what he does now, which is, which I'm still not quite sure on, on what that is. But, uh, and I like, and I also tuned into some, to some little Yachty joints just to, just to see you know what 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 the sound what sounds they're making, you know what I'm saying. And um, I gotta give it up to uh, to to Lil Yachty though. Like like uh, like I gotta roll back some of my statements here. Like he had he he got some joints though. Which he got some joints. which joint? So I don't have to listen to like ten to figure <laughs> out which one and, for post production. In, 
In particular, he had a joint like uh, all of my chains on, dog. And like while I go, while I know I can't get with the visuals or whatever, and like and like him rolling his eyes and all that shit, you know, I think that shit is real effeminate, dog. Like you need to toughen up, you know, say black black boys need fathers. But uh, that all of my chains on Jake. Goes man, I like I like that joint. Okay, I like that joint. So uh, yeah, peep that joint out if you if, if you have a uh, three minutes of your life to waste. <laughs> <laughs> Every minute counts, bro. Every minute counts. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Uh, all right, Remy's been listening to Lil Yachty after uh, we just shitted on him. Right. Oh, you know what? We didn't even touch the Vince Staples. Uh, the Vince Staples statement from a couple months ago where he didn't I think it was Donkey Style he was like I don't know why this is influential and it was like but you're from the West Coast and so yeah so we can talk about that another time Kwame Staples got bars though yeah Staples Um, got bars actually you know what I'm saying in the vein of um, you know what I'm saying following the rabbit hole uh, YouTube playlists and you know what I'm saying vintage classic music dog for some reason I've been on the Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know what I'm saying, kick Ooh. recently. It doesn't help that the day was, you know what I'm saying, Sunday, so I've been cleaning, right? Um, like, I've, I've got, you know what I'm saying, September on loop. Mm-hmm. It's the illest yeah. clean the house music, dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Reasons. Do you reasons remember? on loop. I do. <laughs> you, know you know what I'm saying? September's coming up, son. Okay. I got 30 days to remember, too. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's 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 kind of what I'm... And, and it's not going to stop. Like, I'm probably, you know what I'm saying, when we get off of this joint, you know, now that I've been talking about, uh, you know what I'm saying, Harold Melvin, now that I, we've been talking about uh, you know what I'm saying Lenny Williams you know what I'm saying I'm about to pop them joints on too and I'm about to relive sophomore year of college you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like just follow following the rabbit hole don't have another I will kid. say that you you <laughs> I'll be I'll be DJ Pampers Huggy Love son. in real life oh can I can I interject on that note real quick do it uh we we joked about Odell in the, the super suspect video oh my god Let's go back to the 70s, the era of suspect album covers. Yeah. How many joints had groups of dudes uh, bare-chested, oiled up, hugging each other or, you know, in various positions in around outfits. each other? <laughs> yeah. That's you what know? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, like, like I, I don't care what you do outside of the music. The music is what matters, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And so, like... If the music is good, like I don't even see that shit. Son. I don't even I don't even see like Michael Jackson touching little kids. Son, imagine <laughs> and, imagine how dope the whack music sounded in the seventies in Club Fifty Four when you cooked up and dusted. Imagine what the wacky shit sounded like, dog. So like, you know what I mean? Some some of this shit's not gonna carry over. Like I, I told my dad, I was like, 
was I listening to? Um, fucking Dark Side of the Moon. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. And he was just like, yeah, you don't get it, do you? And I was like, nah, he's like, you need to smoke some weed. I was like, I did. And he was like, nah, you need to smoke more than that. And I was just like, damn, bro. What the fuck are y'all niggas doing? Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, yeah. Oh, it's not supposed to sound like our shit. Like, you you gain you gain appreciation, dog. We, For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I really recently, I think two, maybe three years ago, I first got introduced to Led Zeppelin. And... um them boys, them boys were dope right there. Yeah, so. one and two, dope. Three is pretty good. After that, it gets shaky. Right. So, boom. <laughs> we, we, we can agree to argue about that, but we'll, we'll right. say that for later. Okay. Uh, boom, what you been listening to? You man, Ram put the video up, and then I saw this other joint was talking about this Ryan Patton and Bars joint. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that video is really cool. And uh, so I've been listening to MF Doom and stuff, that mm, food junk, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Give it a sec for the pain to start this wreck right here. It ain't for the faint of heart. They thought they saw the worst verse from the team of G-Men who seem like nerds at first. Once they get to know us, people dig us. Leaders in the fight for equal rights for niggas. Inventor of the more demented the flow. No doubt doubt it. Just go for it. If you're about it, about it. Or ride it, ride it. Whatever it's dope. The- <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like the way that, the way that, uh, the way that uh, most like, you know, spazzes over the joints legit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you listen to the way he puts his bars together, dog, it's like stupid. Like stupid. You know what I mean? So just doing some work. Like I said, that joint is super dope. Mm. Okay. Mm. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always got one more beer left. Yeah. <laughs> so last week we were talking about, we talked about clean versions last week, as a matter of fact, and I told the story about how I had the, it was written clean version. Uh. <laughs> I had that joint as a kid so uh, I actually went back and I had to dive right back into it was written Fake thug, no love, you get the slug CB4 gusto, your luck low I didn't know till I was drunk though You freak niggas played out, get fucked and ate out Prostitute turned bitch, I got the gauge out 96 ways Which, there's an argument to be had no argument. About There's no argument Illmatic versus It Was Written as not his best album. No argument. I tend to fall on the It Was Written side with Boom on this no one. Argument. Uh, no argument. So. Uh, Nostradamus was his best album. <laughs> if you ill, come get me because I ain't running. Uh, he had genuine on that joint, though. We might have to argue next time. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> You're not winning that. Yeah. I'm ready. Yo, Jack. Kwame. He's physically painting the Kwame. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Son, Kwame was in the background powering up like Goku for like three episodes. I tried to let it slide. <laughs> Are you serious? Me and, me and Boob have been glassing for too often. I, I just, Are you serious? I tried to let it, I tried to let it slide. Are you serious? Uh, uh, I'll take it. You know what? I'll take a. We can we can rain check it. We'll, I'll see how I feel in a week. So. Yeah, we'll, no. we'll rain check. It. We we got we got a full slate for the podcast next week already. This is awesome. You might have to wait to two weeks. It's, you know, I'll, Illmatic full album on YouTube. I'm about to queue it up right now. <laughs> we but, might have we might have a podcast point five in the middle of the week. So. You know what? Let's schedule it. Let's schedule that throwdown. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I I actually fall on the side of boom. 
I think I gave you power is one of, is is a top five hip hop song of all time. Man, he has so many joints. He's so many joints. So yeah, it was written. Black girl lost. You got three. Uh, go you got three daughters. Black girl lost. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look, I'm. I said it, uh, we might. We might. You should be I, ashamed go of yourself. You're gonna go back and listen to both. <laughs> But off principle, I might just argue it. Just off principle, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to think about it. I waited. You know, I was like, you know, this this feeling of of apprehension will go away with time. It didn't. It only grew. I don't, I don't know if I could let it slide. All right, next week. Next week. So here we go. We'll do the uh, the plugs. Defconjive.com goes right to the SoundCloud page, but you can listen to us on iTunes, do Google it. Play, do it. Stitcher. Do it. Go ahead do and it. subscribe to them joints. We on TuneIn Radio too. If you use that John. Do it. Um, email us podcast at defconjive.com. Fire off all your hate mail for Remy's hating of white women. <laughs> hey. Hey, um, fire hey, off hold on, your, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck yeah. the WNBA. <laughs> fire off your hate mail for that. Also, fire <laughs> off uh, how offended you were at the beginning of this show that they talked about Hope Solo's uh, <laughs> private parts for about five minutes. Email us, podcast at defconjive.com. Uh, views <laughs> and opinions expressed by certain members of the Defcon Jive podcast do not, in fact, reflect the entirety of the show uh continue <laughs> yeah uh boom uh our boy Brent, our boy b coats he said uh boom's hot takes uh i'm surprised you don't have to buy him a new mic every week <laughs> and i said i can't stop him nor contain him the most i could do is light edits that's all i can do hey hope solo's box is like fallujah see come on son <laughs> Email us podcast at defconjive.com. Yeah. Good lord. Oh good. Um, so that's it. Unless y'all have any parting words for Hope Solo or Bob Griffin, attorney at law. <laughs> I got him on retainer. <laughs> Yo, go please, if you if you don't do anything, please go back and listen to that that thing because that Bob Griffin stuff had me on the floor. Yeah, that Bob Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we'll get out of here. I got Chinese food that's been sitting here next to me this whole time. Um, for another week of DEFCON Jive, this is your boy Cannon, a.k.a. Bootface. It's your boy Quams. Pampers, Huggies, Loves. One it's your man, Boom. <laughs> It's your man Boom Don and my AKA Don Fondant. DC got the K covered. It's your boy Boko Harambe, Gorilla Pippin, bitches around the world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast at defconjive.com. Denzel. Boko Harambe. Harambe means unity. Dick's out, dog. We're doing we're doing all of Nigeria no favors right now. <laughs> no favors, son. <laughs>